0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Super Scoreboard. Plenty to discuss tonight after Rangers' victory over Celtic kept the title race in the balance. Racism, sectarianism and VAR have all emerged from the fallout. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me in the studio are Alex Ray and Hugh Kevens. It's a squalid, embarrassing aftermath to the game at Celtic Park yesterday with allegations of racism and sectarianism. In general terms, Scottish football could hardly dispute that both are sadly prevalent in our game today. None of it will be overlooked here tonight, but it's only fair to focus on the ramifications of Rangers' win as well. Steven Gerrard's side now have the whip hand in this championship race. So long as they equal or better Celtic results in the league, their game in hand could be their ace in the hole. The bottom line is that for the first time since 2011... You can mention Celtic and Rangers in the same breath when you're talking about who might win the title at the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely fantastic weekend of football. Hugh, uh, Rangers have the bragging rights going into the winter break. Big wins for Livingston, Ackies and St Mirren. Stendhal gets his first point for Hearts, but I'm sure yesterday's old firm will dominate proceedings, Alison. I am Alison Conroy and you can give us a call tonight on 01419511025 or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. Well, there is lots to get through, but let's start with the football. And first of all, I want both of your results of the weekend. Oh. I'll, let, I'll let go first. Result of the weekend has to be Rangers. Mm-hmm. First time in nine years or so, Hugh. I think the man on where they went about it. Celtic haven't lost in 18, 19 months at Parkhead as well. So for me, it was an easy decision. Rangers. And acknowledging that there is another life outside of the old firm, I will go for Livy 2, Hibs nil, a result that takes Livy into the top six. A terrific performance from the players and Gary Holt as the manager. His contract is a 12-month rolling contract. Be up at the end of the season. I'd be surprised if he wasn't on Kilmarnock's radar. He's a Kilmarnock follower, big time. Alec Dyer has the job on a semi-permanent basis until the end of the season, but look out, Gary Holt. Hugh, I want your goal of the weekend. I'm going to go for Ilke Durmus of Mm -hmm. St Mirren because there was a goal with consequences. It got St Mirren a good win over Kelly. It put them six points away from Hearts. Now, at the start of the season, you'd have got a bet on that being the case going into the winter break. Yeah, I'm going for uh, Ryan Kent And I think when you look at the construction Rangers picking it up in the right back area Alison working away up the right hand side With a lot of one touch passing Switch a play to uh, Barisic The ball into Kent was perfect weight And the finish with his weaker left foot uh, Gave uh, the goalkeeper no chance So for me it was Ryan Kent And your howler of the weekend I'm giving it to Aberdeen on a collective basis because <laughs> they, they played they played Hearts at Tynecastle, a Hearts side who had lost all four games under Daniel Stendel. They played Hearts with 11 men against 10 after Sean Clare of Hearts was sent off. They did that for a quarter of the game and they still didn't make the numerical advantage count. A 1-1 draw, it leaves them fourth in the table. Must do better. 
Yeah, listen, I'm going for uh, Kevin Clancy. I thought he called a couple right, but there was so much wrong about his performance as well. And I'm sure, I'm absolutely certain there'll be callers tonight uh, complaining about that. Well, there is only one place to start, and that is at Celtic Park. The gap at the top of the Scottish Premiership down to two points after Rangers' first win there in almost a decade. Plenty of callers coming through, but I want to hear from both managers first of all. We'll start with Stephen Gerrard, and he says the result was a huge win after the pain the club have been through. He says the result gives them big momentum, but they're not getting carried away. Emotional, you can see by my reaction after the game. It's a big moment um, for the team and the club because... It's been through too much pain here, too many defeats and setbacks and knocks. So it's a big win, it's a huge win because we've come here and we've dominated again against a very good team, a successful team. A team that we've got respect for because of what they've achieved. But again, I'm, I'm so proud and pleased with the performance that the players have put in. Celtic took a trophy away from us a couple of weeks ago in a game that we dominated. And I think we've come away with huge belief from that game because it felt different. It didn't feel like we were too down over it because we were so pleased with the performance and how it looked. And that's the reason why we've come here and took the game to Celtic and we've got a lot of joy from it again today. Well, look, I always say after a defeat, I said after the final, it's important we move on pretty quickly and we wipe the slate clean. So we can enjoy tonight and enjoy the big, big victory, but there's still loads and loads of work to do. We know we're competing against good teams in the league. We won't look at the table too much. Of course, a defeat here would have been damaging. A draw would have been on your goal, but a win, it, it, it's big. It's big momentum for us, and um, it's important that we rest, enjoy the little break, and we come back in, in better, with a better mentality after the break than we came back last year, because um, every game's going to be tough, and we need to make sure that we're ready when we come back. The difference that win makes you go from potentially being eight points behind to just yeah. two points behind with a game in hand. He was entitled to every bit of his celebrations yeah. yesterday. I know that uh, people took umbrage at the way he celebrated, but Rangers first win at Celtic Park in the league for nine years. Uh, Rangers have had to suck up a lot of Celtic celebrations in recent years. So the manager was entitled to his celebration. We'll get to others' celebrations later on, but he... Was entitled to his celebration mm-hmm. Still to win a trophy But He has a team Who could Win the biggest one of all And Stop Celtic's dream Of Nine And then Ten In a row Celtic Lacked application Determination Hunger Physicality But None of that Can detract from A very good Rangers performance Yeah I actually quite like Stephen Gerrard's post-match, he usually calls it as he sees it. I think the emotional response was absolutely spot on. If you can't enjoy a game like that, with the magnitude, what was at stake, uh, and the consequences also, if they didn't get that positive result. So I, I, I get that people try and change the narrative onto a Stephen Gerrard issue. However, uh, I, I, he praised Celtic after mm. the game as well, Alison. He also spoke about can't get complacent, they have to come back. Rest now, come back after the winter break and then they have to have that mental toughness to kick on again after the break. Only well, Lennon says that they didn't play well enough yesterday but they didn't deserve to lose the game either. He says they need to be better and stronger in the second half of the season. We didn't start well at all. We had a good spell up until half-time and then we came off it again. It's a poor goal, second one. Free hitter in our box. And then we, um, you're chasing the game. We had some good chances, we went off the line. You know, we've missed a penalty today and they're big moments in the game. But overall, we didn't play well enough. We didn't deserve to lose it, but we didn't deserve to win it either. Psychologically, what does that do when the gap's cut? Well, nothing, because there's a break now for three weeks, so 
it just means that it's game on. You know, we would have had an eight-point cushion or a five-point cushion. You know, we don't give a two-point cushion if Rangers win the game in hand. They'll have a one-point cushion, so there's nothing in it. We have to play better. We have to play stronger. We have to be more physical. We were too, a little bit, I felt, not reacting quick enough to things, and um, they were. And in the throws of the game, they were a little bit better than us today. Didn't deserve to lose the game. No, I disagree with that. Uh, Celtic did deserve to lose. They were second best in every department. And as Neil said, uh, didn't react quickly enough to things, weren't strong enough. Uh, weak at the the corner kick, which led to uh, Katic scoring the winning goal. And uh, overall, you can, of the outfield players, you could praise Scott Brown and none of the rest, I think. I, I think when you listen to Neil's comments, Alison, they're saying they had good spells, they came off it, they could play better, didn't start the game well, didn't react well enough, no fluidity. And then to say that they didn't deserve to lose the game, they're all negatives within the course of a game. And I think he's probably the only guy who actually felt as if they did deserve anything at Parkhead. I thought Rangers were dominant, they were in control of the game and were they winners. 01419511025 is the number. Alan and Rosyth has given us a call. Good evening, Alan. Evening, Alison, Hugh, and uh, Notre Dame. Alan <laughs> Ray called you, called you a few things over the years, Alec, but Notre Dame certainly hasn't one of them. Well done on predicting the scoreline and the result yesterday. Thanks. It's always nice to get a compliment after a backhander. Yes, <laughs> 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 definitely backhanded, Alan. I. From a Celtic uh, viewpoint, I, I yeah. think it's a January transfer market like uh, no other, to be honest. And I think our CEO uh, needs to gamble and he needs to tear up the wage structure. I think we're only going to get one chance at nine, possibly ten in a row. And I think it's time not to be the richest man in the graveyard and, and have a real go and try and get some real quality in. Yeah, uh, you know, it's really getting very, very tight now, Alan, as you well understand after yesterday uh, Celtic have plenty of money in the bank for me uh, Bolingoli not good enough for me Christopher Julian not out the top drawer for me up front Odson Edward and then nobody when Lee Griffiths come on it was the tactical equivalent of throwing your goalkeeper up for a last minute corner kick but that time strategy tactics everything had gone out the window it was just close your eyes, hope for the best and throw Lee Griffiths on. Celtic need to get uh, a striker. Is that the priority? Hugh? Yeah, I think so. Because Edward is a human being. Mm-hmm. He might get hurt. He might get suspended. He might lose form. And he he's it up front for Celtic. So clearly they need additional help there. He didn't have a good game yesterday and he was another player who simply was not good enough on the day but for me they needed physicality as well these players are you know the Christies of this world and Mikey Johnson's um, you know they've been terrific for Celtic absolutely terrific Callum McGregor James Forrest etc 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 however apart from Scott Brown there was nobody there yesterday when the chips were down I'm going to make a prediction there's no way Celtic or Gamble in the transfer window It's not the policy They, mm-hmm. they don't throw money uh, Unnecessarily They're calculated What they do, do Hugh. That's not to say They'll have uh, They won't have targets They'll possibly have them But I keep coming back To this point Who are they actually Going to get in 
January is notoriously difficult. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, if you look back over the last 10, 15 years, Hugh, Celtic have always brought in a good loan deal uh-huh. over the course. You know, like uh, Robbie Keane. Yeah. Someone like that Janino or You know someone uh, uh, You know players in January I think Ian Wright Come in latterly And there's been other guys That have like Marquee loan signings uh-huh. uh, I think they may well Go down that road I'm not sure they'll actually Throw six, seven, eight million pounds To a well, guy who's going to Sit in the bench Peter Lawwell has been A Celtic man all of his life And he's the CEO That Alan on the line Is talking about mm-hmm. And uh, Peter Lawwell knows What all of this means To the Celtic supporters Alan would you be happy To see a loan signing Coming in in, yeah. in January to to try and keep that title. Oh, I, I think they need more than one loan signing, Alison. I'm, I, I, but I think Alex bang on the money. To be honest with you, uh, but it's it's the wage structure. We need to, to possibly go and get guys in loan. We've got a sixteen million pound player in loan that's injured just now. Uh-huh. You know, uh, uh, we need to have a couple more guys like that that can fit right and. Because as Alex says, Peter Lawwell won't spend ten million pounds on a player. No, no, no. But, uh, but but Peter Lawwell, Alan does know that if Celtic don't get to nine, and therefore ten is over and done with, there'll be a backlash, and the backlash oh, will start with him, and then it will go to Neil Lennon, and then it will go to any passerby. But Peter Lawwell knows there will be a tremendous backlash if Celtic don't win this title, given that. They have the money uh, And they do need Strengthened in certain areas you See if you want to talk about Most people who come in in January Most of the guys that come in in January Are guys that are not playing at other clubs You know you might get a guy That's playing maybe in Slovakia He's been Celtic have been linked to One mm-hmm. or two players For three, four million pounds Who will be up to speed uh-huh. And that would allow him to come in And make an impact very quickly Because his, his fitness levels are up to his, but if you go and try and get a guy who's sitting, and, and Alan makes an interesting point there, there could be potentially several players in England who are sat doing nothing at the moment, but they haven't played for four or five months. No, mm-hmm. I, I know that Stephen Davis and uh, Defoe were getting on in their age, but you look at their fitness levels when they got to Rangers last year compared to when they get a good pre-season, it's just like two different animals when uh, fitness-wise. So the, the, all these things have to fight. I'm not just talking about Celtic, I'm talking about Rangers yeah. and any other club who try to sign Is this players. transfer window more about for Celtic, Rangers, other clubs, about what they can achieve between January and the end of the season rather than what they're building for the future? Oh yeah, uh, for Celtic and Rangers, <laughs> nothing matters beyond next May. Mm-hmm. Uh, life is about January to May yeah. for Celtic and Rangers now. And... Uh, Celtic will face a backlash if the title is not won because uh, the fans think, well, we've got the players and uh, should have the strength and depth. They've got depth in terms of numbers. Do they have the strength? Celtic might have to beat Rangers twice in order to win this league. And on the strength of the last two times that they've met Rangers, they'll need a bit of help then. Thank you to Alan and Resyth. I've got James and Barhead on the line as well. And James, I think you might be slightly happier than Alan was. <laughs> yeah, good evening, Alison. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with the result yesterday. Um, but I was just phoning up about uh, Neil Lennon's comments after the game yesterday mm. regarding the fact that Celtic, in his eyes, are psychologically weaker than Rangers. Um, I think it was quite apparent. And to be fair, I think he's right. Um, that he's come out and said that about his team because just said in the last two games we've played them off the park and I don't think the first game of the season 
we were outplayed to a great degree, although Celtic did deserve the win. Um, and I just kind of to echo what the Celtic support before me was just saying, I've got a funny feeling, although I disagree with Alex, I think Celtic are going to try and panic by the way out of trouble here because they can't lose nine or ten in a row. Um, I agree with you there because um, the fact that they've been sort of given it a plate for the last five or six seasons, um, they can't now blow when there's a first series challenge. And I think that Lennon's aware of that and he's going to go out and go, go after Lawwell's money to spend in, uh, in January. <laughs> Just one of you guys' thoughts. I'm laughing at Lawwell's money. It's not not not, not <laughs> Peter's money, but um, uh, they they will have to do something because, in my humble estimation, the two games against Rangers, the first one at Ibrox in March, the second one after the split, those might be the two games that determine the outcome of the league, and uh, therefore, at the moment, it looks as if, and I can hear the Celtic supporters saying. We've met each other three times this season And Celtic have won twice However The look of the last two games Is is not optimistic from a Celtic perspective Celtic If they are to beat Rangers twice Will need additions To the squad they have now Listen I think when you go back to the Livingston game When uh, Livingston beat Celtic Is it 12 or 13 games on the bounce mm-hmm. before yesterday You know it's a remarkable Run with the personnel they have Now I said yesterday the Celtic squad is actually bloated Someone says they need reinforcements For me they have a wealth, a talent in every single area Even if you just take both fullback areas They've got three players of good stature in both positions The centre of the park They're absolutely overrun with good quality players Middle to front Their actual goal return is phenomenal And I take on board that the point for me is they must, as you he was saying it for weeks, months now. They need a replacement, a, a, a suitable uh, guy to push Edward, just uh-huh. in case an injury do, does occur. But I, I take issue with you slightly, insofar as the cup final, the Betfred Cup final, mm-hmm. uh, Celtic mugged Rangers that day. You know, the, and the, the fans after that said, "Well, Celtic can't possibly play that badly again against Rangers," and they did. The very next time they met Rangers And that's why If they need to beat Rangers twice To win the title They need help Thank you to James in Barhead We'll take more of your calls after these Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Joining me Alison Conroy tonight On Clyde One Super Scoreboard While Gordon takes a little rest And enjoys a family oh. wedding Lovely time of the year for a nice family wedding. Who gets married at this time exactly. of year? Exactly. <laughs> Just to keep the partying going, wasn't it? Oh. Well, as you can imagine, the lines are very busy. I want to go back onto them. I've got Callum in East Colbride. Hello, Callum. Hi there, how are we doing? Good, Good thank Good you. Good, Callum. Yourself? Hi there, I'm not too bad. Um, so I was at the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sat in the Celtic end. So I want to start off with saying that Rangers did deserve the, the win. Mm-hmm. I, thought they, I thought they played better than Celtic on the day. They wanted it more, they were more hungrier. I was listening to obviously Hugh and Alex um, at the start of the show there saying what their thoughts were on the game. Most of that I agreed with. There's a little bit that I never kind of, um, with obviously Alex's point as well, saying Rangers dominated the game. I don't think it was a domination game because, and my point is this, on another day Celtic could have had four goals quite easily. They missed a penalty, which was a good save by McGregor. But they still missed the penalty that they should be taken. And they also had two chances cleared off the line on both occasions. 
So I don't think it, a domination game is when you can't get up the pitch. You struggle to make one or two passes. And at times that did happen, but it wasn't throughout the whole game. And if you also look at the stats, the stats do show you that I think the Pope had five shots on target. Celtic had way more possession, way more corners. They just didn't really take their chance when it came. And also McGregor made a big difference of saving the penalty. Just wait to see what Alex thought on that as well. Callum, stats are not points. No, nope, yeah. 100, 100%. I definitely agree with you there. But also, when you when you say, oh, they get dominated, well, that's not really telling the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is Rangers won that. There's no... There's no getting away from that. It's fine, and they, and they deserve to win. That's what I said. But they still, I don't feel that they get dominated. And when I was there yesterday, you could see in the game Celtic were struggling. They kind of put two and two together. But I think all the fans got it wrong because we all wanted Johnston to start. Well, the majority wanted over over in Cham. In hindsight, I think it was actually the wrong decision. We probably should have matched Rangers and went three in midfield and went with Cham. Neil Lennon doesn't get hindsight though. He, he gets uh, I, I've, got, I've got to pick a team here uh, And as you say Callum He picked the team The fans wanted And I go back to this point Alex If Celtic Have to beat Rangers twice To win this title I think there's a mindset now Among the Celtic supporters A, a large percent of the Celtic supporters Not everyone But A mindset now Among a large set of the supporters that they're not entirely sure Celtic could beat Rangers twice. The the Callum, the point I'm com- kind of coming from is that when I'm watching that game yesterday, I look at Rangers and they look to be in a lot more control of the game. And when I mean that, I mean they look to as if they were a lot more better organised for long mm-hmm. periods of uh, time within that game. Now, if you listen to the Celtic manager, we didn't start well enough, uh, didn't react well enough, no fluidity. And you're absolutely right A couple of the opportunities In which Celtic did create Came from set plays Particularly with Julian I think there was a couple Off the line But in terms of the general play And the flow And the territory I always felt as if Rangers were a lot more Control uh, of the ball And looked a lot more Threatening at times Because of that See when the, the, the ball Is cleared off the line And you're absolutely right Twice headed off the line Yeah That's the same thing As Fraser Forster During the Betfred Cup final yeah, Stopping everything With every part of his body That's what he's there for And that's what guys on the line are there for But Celtic at Hamden And at Celtic Park yesterday Were Lacking The physicality The hunger The determination To beat Rangers And the next two games against Rangers Will mean everything And Celtic would need to raise their game And then some Thank you to Callum Iris Kilbride for his call. I've got another caller waiting, but I want to touch on a few other things that happened in yesterday's game as well. Rangers say Alfredo Morelos was subjected to racist and sectarian abuse during the game. The striker was sent off late on with the club saying they expect measures to be taken to identify and deal with those responsible. In response, Celtic say they've had no reports of any abuse but are aware of gestures made by the Colombian striker towards Celtic supporters. He ran his hand across his throat while walking off the pitch with the Ibrox side saying he was signalling that the game was over. We have to mention Ryan Kent as well. Uh-huh. He was seen making a, a gun gesture as well. Now the SFA can look at both of them it's not fast tracked yeah. so we don't know if they will mm-hmm. or they won't but we'll take the Alfredo Morelos instant Rangers of course saying he was subjected to both racist and sectarian uh, abuse during the game Hugh in general terms racism has become the new favourite for supporters of 
many clubs in many places there was an allegation of racism after the Dundee Derby at Tannadice on Friday night. This has to be dealt with properly. Mm-hmm. Rangers must now submit evidence uh, of Alfredo Morelos being racially abused. Celtic and the SPFL must investigate the matter properly and see if we can get to the root of it and isolate those who did this. If it has happened, it is shameful. But a proper mm-hmm. investigation must be carried out with regard to sectarianism. Yeah. Sectarianism is indivisible from this fixture. It affects both sets of supporters because sectarianism is an everyday part of life in the west of Scotland. I have lived in this city all of my life for 70 years Sectarianism is part of everyday life here And when these two meet It brings out things in people That they might not even have known were there So sectarianism is undeniable On the part of both sets of supporters Racism We cannot have that added to the mix So Rangers must submit evidence Celtic must Investigate mm-hmm. The SPFL must do what they can to help And remove that scourge before it takes a hold With regard to Alfredo Morelos' gesture I think it's distasteful yeah. I think it's wrong I'm not buying that this in South America means the game is over In this continent, that's not what it means So that was distasteful I thought Ryan Kent's gesture was distasteful as yeah. well um, allowing Steven Gerrard every second of his celebration. He was entitled to every last bit of it, but the other two should behave. I'll, I'll just go back to a point uh, a few years ago. Does anybody remember Robbie Keane's celebration? When he does, a, he does like the little forward roll. Mm-hmm. Does yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Is that not a similar celebration to but anything? Ryan does? But anything involving guns. Don't yeah. do it. I, I, don't I, do it. I, but what I'm saying is, I don't remember anybody bringing up uh, the boy Keane who'd done it throughout his whole career. I don't even remember mentioning it here. But it, you've played in these games, Alec. In the context of that particular game, don't do anything that, that makes the crowd yeah, yeah. even worse. And I, I think anything, any player in any league in the United Kingdom with a gun gesture, just don't do it. At the time yesterday, as uh, Morelos came off and he'd done the gesture, uh-huh. I said right away, he's gesturing that it was uh, time up. I, I mean, literally, as it was happening, I said it was time up, so it's about how you perceive that. Uh, but does he need to be thinking, he's just been sent off again. Does he, be, he shouldn't be reacting to anything, I suppose, in he, that sense. He's already going to miss the next three games because Scottish he, Cup and then the should, next two. Alison, he shouldn't be reacting. But what I will say is you, your emotions are running high. You've been mm-hmm. sent off at the last kick of the ball. You've won the game. You're getting abused for the stand. You go, time up. So it's how it's construed. It mm-hmm. probably doesn't need to be done. But you've got to realise he's a human being who's getting dogs abuse. 01419511025. Let's go back onto the lines. We've got Nathaniel in Falkirk. Hello. Evening, guys. Hello, how are you? Yeah, not too bad yourselves. Hi, great, thank you. Um, yeah, I just wanted to put a quick point to Hugh and Alex. Um, uh, I was wondering your thoughts. I mean, everybody over the last two games, everybody's been talking about, you know, Celtics not been at the races, etc., etc. But I, I, I don't buy that at all. I, I think that. Um, 
Steven Gerrard's tactics have uh, dominated it. And um, in fact, Rangers haven't let Celtic play at all. Yeah, listen, I, th- I think the way he's gone about his business in the last couple of games has actually proven that. Uh, they obviously didn't get the result in the cup final. However, you look at yesterday's performance, and as I said to Callum, one of the, the callers earlier on, for me, the way they went about their business, they started the game brilliantly, they controlled it, and I th- I, even when Celtic had spells, they snuffed them out very well, put in really good blocks and put themselves in good areas where Celtic couldn't get any rhythm, and I think that's when the old lady was saying about no fluency. And then even yeah. after the disappointment of losing a goal... He, his team top must have been You have to get back to basics Of what you were doing earlier on Because from the start of the second half You just went about their business In the exact same manner So I think that's it And, and one of the key things From the post-match yesterday Was Scott Brown saying We've been uh, dominated The last couple of games And we have to find a way Of beating Rangers yeah. With that particular style uh, Yeah, I take nothing away From Steven Gerrard uh, you know, it, It's been a long haul for him 18 months uh, Had many disappointments but he's now got together a side that is definitely capable of winning this league title. And that's why I say Celtic's mindset now uh, is not as confident as it once was. They, they look at Rangers and there's an element of doubt in their minds now. Do you want to come yeah, back? No, I'd say yeah, I totally agree. And that was it. Brilliant. Thanks okay, for coming thanks, on. Nathaniel. <laughs> thanks for your call. If we look at this game yesterday, Rangers won. Two points of a gap now, Uh game in hand. If you had said to the Celtic fans a few weeks ago, you can win one of the two games, Uh which one would they have taken? They absolutely would have taken the cup final. Well, a few weeks ago they would have said, ah, Celtic win both. No problem at all. Uh, And that's why after the Betfred Cup final, enjoy your celebration. Mm -hmm. You've won a cup. The 10th domestic trophy in a row But Understand at the back of your mind That it was far from easy And that had Rangers taken their chances Including the penalty At 1-0 which sees Jeremy Frimpong sent off Mm -hmm. Everything was there for Rangers And they blew it Uh, But In that cup final they should have understood That Rangers were Pretty dominant uh, and had arrived at a stage where they were no longer the easy touch that they had been for Celtic for some time. And the Celtic fans said, oh, well, it couldn't possibly be that bad again. And not at Celtic Park when we can go eight points clear. But for me, they were outplayed every bit as much at Celtic Park as they were at Hampton. Celtic outplayed by Rangers in both these games but is there still a warning for Rangers you can't get carried away by by this result there's still a title race yeah absolutely Alison I said yesterday directly after the game the Rangers fans will enjoy this celebration because you're going into a winter break which lasts Mm -hmm. a few weeks so you have the bragging rights Uh, and they will enjoy that because it's been a tough road over recent years Um, but I also said that I'm mindful of the team and Stephen Gerrard was as well about Celtic he was very uh, Complimentary of them About what they've done What they've achieved What they've got their mentality And you can guarantee one thing Celtic are not going to go away Anywhere Because they've got winners Who have won Numerous Multiple uh, Trophies Over uh, a lot of years And that is a mentality in itself Now we actually Praise Celtic For the League Cup About being dominated On the day but managing it over the yeah. line. So the thing is, uh, as much as Rangers are going to enjoy this, they have to react. And I said that as well yesterday, directly after the game, they have to come back and, and start 
the second part of the season a lot better than he did last year. I've got Brendan and Carantine on the line, and Brendan, you want to make a point about this cup final as well, don't you? Yeah, I just want to pick up something that you said um, to Callum. Now, when Callum presented the facts and said about how Celtic dominated, or sorry, the, the stats went to Celtic's favour in, in the game yesterday, he says, yeah, but stats do not win you points, which is 100% correct, but, but then you can't say the same thing when, you know, in, in the, the League Cup game, the League Cup final, when Rangers had all the stats, but Celtic, to my knowledge, walked away with the trophy. You know, so it's, it's, you can't just use it to suit your own argument, Hugh. Celtic got away with one at Hamden. I mean, there's no question about it. That they had Fraser Forster having the best game of his life, uh, and they had Alfredo Morelos trying to score, but frequently uh, not being able to do so. And then Celtic got a goal, which Rangers questioned uh, as being offside. Uh, Celtic got away with one at Hamden, and that's fine in football. You can get the away view, with the them. View, the point I'm making is that when Callum presented you with the stats for yesterday, you said, yeah, the stats mean nothing. It's who wins the game. Uh-huh. So you can't you can't turn around and use the stats against Celtic for the League Cup game because, well, because the stats were in Celtic's favour yesterday and the stats were against Celtic in the, the League Cup final. Yeah, but, now, I'm, but I'm dis- I am dismissing stats. I am taking final results into consideration. Well, final result was Celtic won the cup. Yeah. Now, Alison asked you a question about two minutes ago there about if Celtic fans were asked if you could win one of the two games, uh-huh. which one would you rather win? Uh-huh. You you didn't answer the question because you didn't. What you said was you said, "Oh, they said they would win both of them." That to the best of my win. knowledge is an answer. I, I, but, my answer but, was but, the Celtic but, supporters but, would have told you but, at that time. So Celtic will win both. Thing. If Celtic fans could only win one of the games, uh-huh. you're only looking to win one of them, uh-huh. which one do you think they would have taken? I can't answer that because... Well, I'll, I'm a Celtic hold fan. On, hold on a second. You asked me a question. I can't answer that because I'm repeatedly told in this programme that I don't speak for Celtic supporters. I can only tell you my interpretation of events. And my interpretation is that Celtic supporters, in the vast majority, believe they would win both games and... That's why there's now a degree of upset Because the Cup As I say, the 10th domestic trophy in a row And you're right it doesn't. The stats don't matter but, Celtic, Celtic but, but can, won can, at the end can, can we go back to the question? Brendan, what, what one would you have wanted game. to win If you could only win one? The Cup, the Cup without a doubt Because that's that's where you get a tangible success on The League won Yes, I'm not happy that Celtic didn't play well yesterday That that that's that's. But we can, we can recover from that you know, we we can come back from that. Mm. The cut one you can't come back from. You know, then it's done, dusted, and that's what you should say. If you, I'm a wee bit annoyed because I 100% usually agree with things you say. I think you talk a lot of sense, but I just think you're using you're using stats to suit your argument. On no, your side I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I dismiss stats. I'm only interested in the final result, and I think that the final result at Hamden covered the multitude of sins. Where Celtic were concerned that they, they, they didn't play well And The supporters Said then And you would have been among them I'm quite certain Well we can't play as badly as that again Against Rangers And Celtic did The very next time They met Rangers Thank you to Brendan for his call This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're back after these 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray here with me, Alison Conroy and Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I think I need to clarify something. Oh, I said earlier that Alfredo Morelos will miss the next three games. Uh-huh. Gary Barisic on Twitter is one of many who are questioning me, uh-huh. saying he misses three games. Are you sure? I absolutely am sure he misses the next two league games because of his sending off yesterday, because he was also sent off at Motherwell. He was already missing the Scottish Cup game against Stranraer because of the bookings he picked up in last season's competition. So that means the next three games for Rangers, Alex, yeah. no Alfredo Morelos. Yeah, a little bit of a loss, Alison. I think uh, Jermaine Defoe will be a able stand-in yep. when you look at his uh, return to uh, his goal to game ratio has been really impressive and he has been massive uh, I think the first game is Stranra yep. and then Stranra they have the St Mirren at Ibrox so I think they'll negotiate them relatively well I think the tougher one out of them all and I know Hearts are having a, a shocker at the moment mm-hmm. but Tynecastle can be a difficult place at times oh. so uh, only time will tell whether that's uh, costly for Rangers or not but it's a fair old tribute for Gary to change his name by deed poll to Gary yes. Barisic. That, that's a tribute to I think his Twitter handle Croatians was actually everywhere. at Spout Handle as well. Really? So, yeah. There we go. That time of the year. Russell Sprout. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back on to the lines and Robbie in Falkirk, who's a Celtic fan, has given us a call. Hello, Robbie. How's it going? All right, Alec and Hi, you. Robbie. Good, thank you. Right. I thought I'd just like to say that uh, what Alex Ray was saying earlier on mm-hmm. about uh, the Kent goal where it started off on the right-hand side all the way up. I think that actual passage of play just showed you the difference in the teams because Rangers were the wee one-twos up that side and they switched the play over. Yeah. What that was was uh, cohesiveness, control and very, very, you know, the calmness about their play and they knew exactly what they were doing. Celtic in comparison to me, all the time they attacked, they got it to Mikey Johnson or whoever else on either side or they were trying to go through the middle, they looked very hurried and and disorganised to me. And that passage of play for me was a difference. And that sums up the difference in the teams on the day. And I have to say, who's absolutely spot on? I was trying to say to a guy who was clinging on his fingertips, but they starts about 50, Celtic again, 53% possession, Rangers 47, and the shots about five each and all the rest of it. And Celtic getting 11 shots, the Rangers is nine that, 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 that doesn't tell a true picture. You know what I mean? It definitely doesn't. Stats can only tell you so much. And these stats, to me, painted a false picture. So you can't really go with stats. Who's absolutely right enough? It's, you've got to go with what you see, what's happening on the park. Not, not a sheep with numbers. That just doesn't work. Yeah, Robbie, the goal in which Rangers scored for, for that uh, Ryan Kent goal was absolutely magnificent. You know, all the little one-touch passing out from the back because I was one of the guys uh, particularly in the first old firm game when uh, Conor Golson had I'm saying just hit the channel because of, or they tried to play into an area where they get their pockets picked and ultimately it cost a goal and gave Celtic control of the game at that point but you have to give them credit when they pick it off like that it's, it was excellent play the passage the way to pass by Barisic and then obviously the finish uh, and it was a great way to think about it. but you're right in what you say about the, the stats uh, in terms of possession because a team can have so much possession if it's allowed to play across the back and you concede possession, but the the, the opposition are actually no really hurting you in the, the areas that matter. And for me, I thought Rangers did that across the board and they seem to have a lot more control uh, than, than the Celtic did. 
can I come back in? Of course you can. Right, I'd like to make uh, a point on the tactical changes that Neil Lennon must do, right? See it left back, ball and goalie. Now, I'm not going to absolutely slate the guy because he's had some good performances, but the bottom line is this. He's got a touch like an elephant, and he's, he's no very good. Sometimes his first touch, he gives the ball away too easily. And Johnny Hayes, for me, this is what doesn't wash for me with Johnny Hayes, right? See this running through brick walls for Celtic and giving 100%. That's only taking him so far, right? Because at the end of the day, his quality isn't that good now. Here's the thing. Hugh, I'm not going to shoot you down in flames. You said something yesterday that makes actually carries a lot of weight, but it's some, it's somewhat doesn't. What you said is Neil Lennon sees these guys in training, right? Now, as I say, that holds weight. No problem with that. But the bottom line is this. When Greg Taylor... And I'm not just talking about Greg Taylor. I'm just... If you're talking about any player... And I would like to hear Alex uh, take... As him being a manager for this point of view. See when Greg Taylor just came in for Celtic, right? The five games that he's played, he's looked a better option. And uh, the vast majority of Celtic fans... Agree with that Greg Taylor The five games that he's came in Or the four games or whatever He's came in And he looks The most well-rounded Reliable option Now I want to hear Your opinion on this Right Because yeah. see you as a manager What happens if a guy Right You can bring Greg Taylor Into it with your yeah. reply What happens if a guy You're a manager You've been a manager With Dundee I've been a player as Mom. well Robbie Absolutely <laughs> Aye, but I'm just, I'm I know, I know. Aye. Absolutely I've seen If it a guy's not producing And training for you But at the end of the day He's bringing it in Week in week out How do you see this With Greg Taylor Because I mean Let's be honest He's not a poor game for Celtic yeah. Do you know I, what I mean Robbie I think it's actually baffling Because We've had callers Across the board Um I think Neil Lennon Prefers Johnny Hayes To Taylor He said you, before He, he He's more versatile because yeah, he, he can play different places. Whereas well. Greg Taylor is a left back. Yeah, and when you sign them, when you sign them, you know what you're getting as well. But the actual, <laughs> the problem is that you have ball and golly. This is a big issue because he, for me, he's the number one as it currently stands here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about like for like, which is a left back, no, a left winger, then you have Taylor ahead of Hayes because if something happens to ball and golly, then you throw in Taylor, particularly with the amount of time. He's played the five games He's played very well The couple of games he played for Scotland A couple of assists At international oh. level He must be sitting there going Where am I going with this This was my dream move yep. I've come in And I've performed at a decent level um, I, we, I said at the, start, at the top of the show Hugh, I says Celtic I've got three left backs I've got three right backs And here we go The guy on the line Robbie saying that the third choice Is the best out of the lot So how does this stack up? Well, I, I'll repeat what I said yesterday if Neil Lennon wanted to phone me after the programme I repeat what I said yesterday I am a professional journalist mm-hmm. He is a professional football manager And former professional football player Again in my opinion How can he look at Ball and Golly And say he's the number one man You know Taylor is a mystery Johnny Hayes Comes in and plays at full back But he's not a full back to trade mm-hmm. He's done well but how can you look at Ball and Golly week in, week out and say, yeah, he's the boy for us? He was very poor yesterday. And I, I've said before, he's an accident waiting to happen. And for me, it's a mystery. Thank you to Robbie and Falkirk for his call. I want to squeeze in another call. We've got Graham and Irvin. Hello, Graham. How you doing, Alison? Good, thank you. Hugh and Alex. Hi, Graham. How you doing? Uh, it's just about the uh, performance. Just before Hugh cuts me off, I'm no 
pub and sour grapes about Morelos being sent off, but mm-hmm. uh, it beggars belief how Celtic finished the game with uh, 11 men. What, what instance are you picking out? I know Stephen Gerrard said after the game that he felt that Christopher Julian should have been sent off, but you've got no, no, another... I, I thought that was a 50-50, Alison. Uh-huh. But uh, even Kevin Clancy's awarding the penalty for Katic, he's got to be, be prepared to give six or seven penalties in every game of referees in that harm every single corner. Uh, and he's just popped up with that at that time. I, it was a penalty, but it happens... <laughs> Well, what, what he's well, talking about there is consistency, Hugh, because that's that is the issue. Because it, there was a, po- a point where we both seen Aribo getting his top ripped off, but yeah. I, I, that's getting away from his original point of the consistency of people or, uh, remaining on the pitch. Bolingoli holds back the Rangers player. Mm-hmm. For uh-huh. me, as a it's a simple yellow card. I don't think there's even up for discussion. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't act upon that. The second one would have been the Christie one. Over in the, the left hand side with Morelos nutmegs him when he catches him in the, yeah. the nether region. For me, mm. that's a yellow card as well because the players skip past him, you've caught him in a, in a very delicate place. So they're the kind of consistency that pl- people from a, the opposite opposition fans would be up in arms with when yeah. one of the year old. And by the way, I don't think you, uh, there's any complaint with Morelos. Graham, point number one I can't cut you off. Alison can I can't I'm standing still On the here, opposite Graham. side Of the desk I cannot Reach a button Believe me and yep. Point number Alec, two Alec. Hold on a second Let, let you Point finish number two The referee Make it quick uh, Did make mistakes yesterday There might have been More than one red card I do not dispute that Thank you very much To Graham and Irvin For his call Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. If you think you can get more questions right than either Hugh or Alex, then it's time to call 0141 951 1025. But you do need to be quick because the lines close at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Kevins and Alex Ray here with me, Alison Conroy, in tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard through until 8 o'clock tonight. Still discussing the fallout from yesterday's Old Firm game. We'll also take a look at yesterday's other Premiership games. 0141 951 1025 is the number you need. Of course, we're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. But first, let's do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. Your chance to win a signed ball if you can get more questions right than either Alex or Hugh. Let's meet tonight's contestant. It's Robert Wright, a Motherwell fan from Lanark. Hello, Robert. Hello, how are you doing? I'm all right yourself. How are you feeling confident? No, really, really. I've lost the last couple, so... <laughs> I like that. Confidence so far Friday. Well, Robert, don't worry. Do you have a preference of who you're going to play against? Uh, MD, basically. All right, okay. Well, can I get a pause five or start? <laughs> Against these two, I don't know if you'll need yeah. it, in all honesty. Um, right, let's toss coin and find out who you will be playing. If it's heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it's Alex. Toss my coin. It is tails, Alex. Lovely. You are it. I know you were really, really keen to play oh, tonight as well. Yes. So absolutely right. Let's give you some music. No, come on, give me music. Give me you know music, music. I'm going to get my son to help me. Oh, 
He's having a wee dance, so he's good to go. Right, Robert. Are you ready? We are. Let's do it. What was the final score of yesterday's Lanarkshire Derby? 2-1-1. Which Scottish League 2 club plays at Gallabank? Albino Rovers. Who scored Rangers' winning goal yesterday? Cattage. How many points separate Hearts and Hamilton at the bottom of the league? Five. Who is the current manager of Clyde? Thank you. What year did Alex Dyer join Kilmarnock as first team coach? 2015. Okay. Let's bring Alex back. That was, was absolutely brilliant. Who, what were you listening to? It was ABC, The Look of Love. Oh. See, I seen Hugh cutting a rug in the corner. There. <laughs> <laughs> you looked absolutely delighted with that music. You better cut the line. <laughs> right. Alec, Alec, get them all right. I get one of the night. Don't let my boy down. No pressure. Are you ready, yeah, Alex? Go for it. What was the final score of yesterday's Lanarkshire Derby? Um, one each. <laughs> Which Scottish League 2 club plays at Gallabank? Uh, Meadowbank. <laughs> Who scored Rangers winning goal yesterday? Cattage. How many points separate Hearts and Hamilton at the bottom of the league? Uh, five. Who is the current manager of Clyde? Danny Lennon. What year did Alex Dyer join Kilmarnock as first team coach? 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, how do you think you got on? I think it's closing for a draw. Well, let's see. What was the final <laughs> score of yesterday's Lanarkshire Derby? 2-1 It was 2-1 Ackies. So, Robert, you got it right. Alex, no. Which Scottish League 2 club plays at Gallabank? You just say the word. Meadowbank? Yeah, no. Still having. No, it's Annan Athletic. Oh. So you were both wrong in that one. Who scored nice Rangers' up, winning goal yesterday? It was Nico Katic. You both got that right. How many points separate Hearts and Hamilton at the bottom of the league? It is five. You both got that right. Who's the current manager of Clyde? It is Danny Lennon. Alex, you got that right. Robert, you got that one wrong. In what year did Alex Dyer join Kilmarnock as first team coach? 2017. It was 2017. Hugh, you got it right, but you weren't playing. Yeah. You got it wrong. And Robert also got it wrong, so you're right. It is a draw, three each. Brilliant. Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) let's let's go to the tie break. I'm going to give you it. Alex, I want you to write it down before you give your answer, Robert. Okay? Okay. How many caps... Come on, help me. (laughs) How many caps does Alan McGregor have with Scotland? I give it two seconds till Alex holds up um, his. Uh, no, don't tell me. I know, I know. I'm just. Um... Oh, just aiming out loud. <laughs> right, hold it up for me when I see you writing it down. Robert, how many? Can Scot- I consult? How many? You need yeah, to give me an answer in the next five seconds. Oh, my five seconds. Come on. Fifty-one. Ooh, fifty-one. Right, Alex. Hugh, you will tell me what does Alex's piece of paper say? 43. 43. Robert, you went for 51. 51. Hugh, do you know the answer it's to this? It's about 56, isn't it? 46, sorry. I'll, I'll say 37. Alan McGregor 
has 42 Scotland oh. caps. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was again. Sorry, Robert. That's all right, listen, it's a taking part of the count. Oh, of course it does. It does. Well, I love it, I love it. Ah, well you done, can. Robert, mate, well played. Thank you, Robert. Take care. You're absolutely delighted, aren't you? Do you know the so thing is, I said to you prior to this, I wasn't feeling it the night, but I've managed to get all the line, I've dug <laughs> it, and I've not played well, Hugh, but I've got all the line. That's the important thing. It's actually, it's the results that matter, Correct. Hugh. Let's go back on to the lines. We've got John and Motherwell, who's a Rangers fan. Hello, John. All right, how are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you doing, guys? Good, John. Uh, it was just to talk about the game yesterday. Basically, I heard uh, one of the previous callers on Celtic supporter was uh, he was basically saying that he feels that Celtic weren't dominated yesterday. I honestly felt that that was Celtic's best eleven that they could potentially pick. I know there's obviously the the question: uh, Should Cham have played, or were they better off going with the boy on the left? I honestly think that was Celtic's best 11 that they could have played yesterday. Uh, now, as a Rangers supporter, my, yesterday I felt Ryan Jack had a pretty poor game compared to how he's been lately. It was quite it, a couple of sideways passes in the midfield. The tackle that led to Celtic's goal, I felt, I think Andy Walker had mentioned it in commentary as well, that he could have cleared the ball a bit better. Uh, and also as well, Joe Aribo, I don't think Steven Gerrard is doing Joribo any justice playing wide on either the right or the left. I know in the first game we played at Ibrox, he played him at the left and he came out and says that he gets tactics all wrong. I've been to many different games this season I've seen Joribo playing in the middle of the park. I think he's better suited in the middle of the park considering as well that he's a left hitter and he's scored a lot of his goals for being kind of for a central position It's just to see What your thoughts were on it Going back to Celtic's strongest 11 If everyone was fit Elanusi would have Most certainly come into mm-hmm. The reckoning Out with that I think that was pretty much Celtic's strongest team um, And as for Ryan Jack uh, I think he had a couple of Obviously the stray pass Which allowed the 2v2 When uh, Christie uh, Was going bearing down and going It was a, a late tackle mm-hmm. By Thingy But it was a strange tackle Which he made to you For the actual he gets goal side and he almost tries to back heel it away rather than try and hook it back up uh, away for danger. So it wasn't. But prior to Ryan Jack making that tackle, the boy Kamara uh, was. I tried to do this with a bit of respect. He was powder puff in the tackle with Edward, which allowed him to go into that next phase. He should have done so much better. But so the two of them could have done better leading up to the goal. But. Um, I think I think in the main Ryan Jack was pretty steady. You know he works away, he puts himself in the right areas, um, and he and any any kind of he's a steady Eddie yesterday. Whereas he's been driving Rangers forward in, in recent months, but uh, I think uh, I think he done okay. I'm trying to see this on a collective basis. You know you, you could you could pick on people on either side uh, and say that they didn't play to their full potential. That happens. You know they're human beings. And, uh, James Forrest went off for Celtic The guy's won 17 trophies He's a Celtic player and, uh, Wasn't his best yesterday uh, Wasn't well, his best game but Anonymous yeah. uh, So I just think you have to look at it again In general terms Rangers were better than Celtic Rangers were overwhelming Celtic were underwhelming In their response to Rangers mm. We can be here all night I mean the Celtic's strongest 11 With ball and golly in it Not for me 
so 20, you know, I'm the, just saying to you the break you 27 appearances it yeah. seems as if he is the number one though what does Greg Taylor need to do sorry I've just cut the, the whole sorry. listen I don't know what he has to do because the thing is when he has been asked and called upon he's done well Hugh so yeah. I, I can't even get my head around it but, but it seems as if Neil fancies ball and goalie mm-hmm. the, the three of them I'm coming back to this one thing Alison between January and May the games between Celtic and Rangers Rangers and Celtic will be all important because if you shoot yourself in the foot at Livingston or St Mirren or Kilmarnock or Easter Road, that's your lookout. Mm-hmm. But the games against each other, collectively, right now, Rangers look the stronger. And I'm wondering about the Celtic mindset right now because subconsciously, and Scott Brown knows this to be the case, the captain brought it up yesterday. Subconsciously, Celtic know that it's no longer the case that Rangers are a soft touch. You just turn up and you beat them. So who's this winter break come at the right time for? Rangers go into it psychologically feeling better because they've just won the game. That's for sure. Celtic, maybe a bit tired, drains going into it and they recover. So when you look at both sides, both sides could argue that this break's come at the right time for both of them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've done magnificently well in Europe, the pair of them. They're in the last 32 of the Europa League. They have given us uh, championship race worthy of the name therefore they're both as tired as each other mm-hmm. it's how they come out of it and it's how the January window has gone and it's how they do when they face each other as I say if you blow the league by losing to St Mirren or Ross County or Motherwell or Hamilton Ackies then that's your fault you blew it but it's the games against each other that it's, are vital now do, do you know the Going back to your point there, I think it was eight or nine games that both of them played in the, the month of yeah. December. That is a hell of a shift. Yeah. That's more or less every three days. And it's not going to let up yeah, for either side after, yeah, absolutely. after this break. It's going to be fast and furious. Now, I think one of the key things, that if we go back 10 games for Rangers as an example, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the ties were away fixtures, Alison, even in Europe as well. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that the fixtures now pan out, I think Celtic might have something like seven out of the next nine or ten games away from home here. Yep. Mm. So, you know, it's about contending and dealing with this. And, and when I say that, a lot of them in paper, you think, oh, but you're having to contend with some of these surfaces, you yeah. know, the Astro Tough and yeah. so forth. So it's going to be an interesting spell come the, the next eight to ten games as well. Yeah, I'm just actually checking the fixture because you've... You've brought it up. Celtic are away to Partick Thistle. They're then away to Kilmarnock. They're at home to Ross County. Yeah. Then they're away to St Johnson. So that's their next four fixtures. Hugh, three, three out of the four of them. Well, with with respect, if you know, Partick Thistle is yeah. obviously Scottish mm-hmm. Cup and Celtic will go in there with, um, I think, what is it now, 31 cup ties in yeah. a row without defeat. Uh, they will really want to protect that record. Um, but with respect... To Kilmarnock Not having a great time mm-hmm. uh, And to St Johnston Hot and cold Mostly cold um, You know Celtic If you blow the league By losing to a Kilmarnock And or St Johnston Then that's your fault Yeah Rangers at home to Stranraer At home to St Mirren Away to Hearts At home to Ross County Are their January fixtures Well Hearts You know Daniel Stendhal Thought He'd Got a glimmer of hope yesterday Mm-hmm. And then every game that was played after his had finished Put the teams above Hearts Further and further away from Hearts So yeah. 
His need will be great Of that There is no doubt Thank you to John and Mother For his call We've now got Brian and Sterling On the phone Hello Brian Good evening And uh, good evening to both your panellists uh, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to pick a few points With yourself Hugh mm-hmm. um, Which I'll, I'll take in a, a moment First of all I'd like to say I was at the game yesterday Watched it Was not happy With the result Was not happy With certain players Hiding in the game Right So Yesterday we had one team that severely, really, really needed and wanted it and they proved that by winning the game 2-1. We had a good penalty saved, not a great penalty taken, a good penalty save. We had a few uh, off the line, um, but the, the, the hysteria and the rhetoric that's coming out of the uh, some of my Rangers supporting pals. They, they've, for the first time in eight years, they wanted to take me for a drink last night which is, you know, my point is this. Last year, in this fixture, you said much what you're saying right now, Hugh, that if this doesn't happen, then Rangers will win the league. If that doesn't happen, Rangers will win the league. Rangers go. Rangers got a 2-0 victory, and they deserved that last night. They deserved that last year. They deserved to beat us yesterday. But for eight years, we have proven that it's never easy to win a league. The league is never won in one game or two games. As you've said, the last two games, they just battered us senseless in the semi-final and they left everything out in the, out in the pitch, including the cup. We took it home with us. They didn't batter us senseless yesterday. Had it been for a, an ounce of luck or an ounce of, um, you know, like in the right place at the right time, we would have won that game 3-2 yesterday and probably would not have deserved it. That's what I'm saying. On the passage of plays When you've got players like Forrest going missing When you've got Christie who's been fantastic Home and away in Europe At home And we've relied on him So these guys are at their work And they're having a But you mentioned respect there a few times there Hugh And I've always I've always been wanting to defend you actually You mentioned respect But yesterday used a word That I find offensive Deadwood You're calling players who are attempting to play their way into a club the size of Celtic, Deadwood, please, please be more professional and use more respect when you're using your words like Deadwood. These players are desperate, trying to break into a team that's won the league for eight years in a row, that have won a treble treble, that have won ten trophies in a row, and you use the word Deadwood. I am offended as a fan. And I'm sure they're offended as players, professional football players. Now, I said well done to Rangers for yesterday, but nothing is won in me until me. Nothing is won until me. I'm going to let you come back in because you've you've stood and you've listened, so it's your right to reply. Yeah, because I'm always accused of cutting people off. Um, Deadwood is part of the game's vocabulary. If you've been listening to programmes of this sort for a long number of years... You'll have heard players, managers, coaches, uh, pundits refer to Deadwood. It's part of the game's vocabulary. You may find it offensive for what reason I do not know, to be perfectly honest. But Deadwood is part of the game's vocabulary. And sometimes, you know, you objected to your Rangers pals' rhetoric. And then you use phrases like, battered senseless. You know, I, 
I'm not fond of battered senseless Deadwood is part of the game's vocabulary I'm afraid Thank you to Brian and Sterling for his call Now you two have got pen and paper Yes, always Yes, organised professionals Because I've got a nice old firm themed full time teaser for you Brilliant And I will give you it after these Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Right, Hugh and Alex, pins yes. at the ready. Yes, yes. Are yes. you ready? Always. For this full time teaser. This one comes from Martin Burns. Now, since 1990, there are 15 players Oof. who've scored. Wait a minute, wait a minute, it's all right, don't panic. <laughs> there are 15 players who've scored in an old firm derby at Celtic Park. Ibrox and Hamden. Mm-hmm. Now I'll start you off. Kenny Miller. Well, I was going to give you one of the. I was going to give you Kenny Miller <laughs> and Henrik Larsson and Brian Loudrup. Right. Okay. So I want the other twelve. So I'm sorry. Okay. I was giving you okay. Kenny so there are twelve others. Sutton. McCoy's. Well done, Hugh. Well done, Alex. Uh, I'll go with John Hartson. Well done. Uh, when he's up, I've got three. Three. Um, I'm going to go for Gascoigne. No. Uh, Lee Griffiths No Hooper No Paul Lambert No Craig Burley No <laughs> Don't McClare. just fire names on <laughs> me uh, Chris Commons Well done Hugh Right I'll leave it there That's four you've managed to get straight away Go- So you can, you, can have a, <laughs> you can have a little think I've got John and Greenock on the phone Hello John Evening can I speak to you Of course you can she uh, see the three years of foot of the Angels been in the league. Celtic never had a spent a penny. Now, there's a challenge on after that result yesterday. There's okay. a challenge on. See if, see if they don't spend a couple of million in this, this, this transfer window to win the league. Peter's, no, no, we'll start with Neil. Neil will be a job and Peter will follow him. And there's a big boy he's going to have lately after that game last night as well. It's big Aya. Aya was up at Parkhead two weeks ago and uh, a cross ball, big cross goal, scored with a heater. Same yesterday. I think he had a pair of. Uh, Leaded boots on. He says, he's, Neil's only swan soft to Dubai, and I'm going to go to work in a cold January, and the Rangers fans are going to give me Bill Tinkle because I was going to them. I'm going to take that team to the noon. Now, I would have, have cancelled their trip to Dubai, and says, after any performance, you're going nowhere. You're going around a training ground. That's my point tonight, mate. Well, you're entirely wrong um, because the, it's not their fault. It's not that a holiday either, Hugh. No, no, it's not their fault they're professional footballers. Uh, and you have to go and get it tight from your Rangers supporting pals. Both Celtic and Rangers need the warm weather break. They're very fortunate because they're loaded. The rest can't do it, but uh, they're loaded, so they can go and do it. But they're there to work, and uh, Neil Lennon knows, because Neil Lennon was man enough to say yesterday, this means, and by that he meant Rangers 2-1 win, mm-hmm. this means it's now game on. Therefore, he knows... Rangers are on his case uh, So they do need to go there They do need to get the, the warm weather training done They need to recover From a Very very difficult December Alex a professional Ex-professional player He knows what the, the players have been going through With this glut of fixtures But the first point you made Celtic will have to make A signing or two They really will Because Um Bolingoli for me well, There's a replacement there for him Ayer Poor yesterday Julian Poor um, 
They're unconvincing The As a team they've been unconvincing for weeks But they've been getting away with it uh, And yesterday they didn't get away with it Hugo, back to the the, the holiday The, the warm weather uh, holiday it's, it's actually a training camp mm-hmm. And I'm led to believe that both sets of players Are put through a ringer It's like a mini pre-season And, and I was actually so I was just chatting to somebody this In the last couple of days Because I thought it would be low key Just getting back in the stride and things Trying to kind of Kind of lower the workload here uh-huh. And it turns out that they're actually getting really Heavily pushed uh, I think yeah. there's Celtic players talking about Because of the, the defeat they went through And it actually helped them kick on in the second part of the season So uh-huh. I think it's uh, uh, to, to cancel it would be the wrong thing to do John, as I say it's, it's not their fault, they're professional footballers And It's not even a perk They've been working hard and now they're going to be taken to train But train in the sun that's right. There's, there's a couple of players in that team. Uh, it's just not good enough. You're balling got I can't say that boy's name. I thought we balling golly. We make a Johnston doesn't doesn't hang with we we Forresters. It's all we 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 guys we have got. It's just we we Johnston, we Forrest, we McGregor. Forrest was in right half a boil last couple of weeks. I never miss a home game as you know, but I'm disappointed after that result yesterday. Never kicked, never kicked the ball. I've been up a game used to this season to myself. But surely I can't play as bad as I played against them. All right, we won a cup. The Rangers won over the top, is that day? And they done the same again used to. They bullied us. They bullied us. So this season, if they won their game in the one, they go top. But this season, if they don't get nine in a row, I've already got the boys in my club. It's already. They'll get back to the top tier. They'll be shot. They'll be shot because they'll be sitting up there if they lost. If they lost, if they lose this year. Well, I don't uh, don't think that Peter Lawwell doesn't know that there'll be a backlash. I don't know the extent of the backlash, uh, but there will be a backlash, and therefore Peter Lawwell and Dermot Desmond and Neil Lennon know that things have to be done in the January transfer window because as things stand at the moment. If it comes down to two games against Rangers In the back of Celtic's mind now There's doubt Thank you to John for his call How are you getting on with this full-time teaser? Dembele <gasps> Well done Tom Rogic Yes Mark Haley Yes <laughs> Anytime you want I'll even fill your boots I thought this was going to throw you too But you're actually doing quite well What money is that? We've got seven is that? James Forrest um, no Christy No Ooh. Hooper No You've already, we've already tried yeah. Hooper oh. yeah, yeah. Well I think we'll need to move on to new Alice We'll go half of them Yeah I've you're doing alright You've only got one Two, three Four, five to get Right Five to get Right I want to discuss Rangers statement A little bit later on They're reiterating oh. their calls for VAR in Scotland But I want to change the subject Slightly Alex Dyer has been appointed as manager of Kilmarnock until the end of the season. He, of course, took charge three games ago after Angelo Alessio was sacked. He said three 1-0 defeats. He's been given the job until the end of the season. And Simon, a Kilmarnock fan from Kilmarnock, has given us a call. Simon, what's your take on this one? I'm a bit bit fed up with the whole situation, to be honest. Um, After the Alessio sacking, I was angry. Mm -hmm. After then Alex Dyer was given the job for three games, I thought, okay, see what he can do, see what he's he's capable of, because we were told that the reason that Alessio was fired was that the players weren't playing for him, that they didn't want to play for him. Then, obviously, the players have done no better under Alex Dyer than they did under Alessio. In fact, um, probably worse. Um, the performance against Motherwell was was poor. 
the performance against Rangers was was okay, but it was against a Rangers team who had one eye on on their derby match, and a game against St Mirren yesterday, it was it was absolutely atrocious. Atrocious is the only word to use to describe it. Um, it could have been easily four or five for St Mirren, and that's no exaggeration. Now we've obviously given the job to Alex Dyer permanently, a man with very limited managerial experience, if any, and. Um, I just I think Kilmarnock are in a relegation battle. We're only five points ahead of the playoffs. Yeah. The squad we've got is is terrible at the moment. The players have got too big for their boots. They think they're better than they actually are. And what we needed was a manager who would come in and get the players to you know show that you know you're not just on a holiday camp here. You can't just do what you want. You can't just get managers fired willy nilly. And you're not actually as good as you all think you are. Mm. You actually need to start playing. Playing better, and I don't think Alex Dyer's the man for that. I don't think he, he, he's been given the job permanently. You know, if they were going to give it to him permanently, they would have announced that today. But they were giving giving it to him on a temporary basis until the end of the season, which, That's to my way of thinking, temporary. yeah. But which, which, to my way of thinking, means that Billy Bowie knows who he wants as the manager, but he can't get him just now. But is it still a risk here? You're giving it to somebody that's yeah. lost three games in a row and as Simon's pointed out, they could be in a relegation battle well, if this are. continues. You know, they're on the slide. Uh, they dropped out of the top six at the weekend. As uh, the caller said, they're only five points above Hamilton Ackies who are in the playoff place. Um, the, the players uh, are, are simply not performing. One mm. win in a living games tells you that. Uh, the player power... If if it was indeed responsible for moving Angelo Alessio, then the player power moves back to the players then because they had better get the finger out because if they think, well, not having him and Alessio has gone, then they'd better do something for Alec Dyer because, in a nutshell, Kilmarnock are on the slide. Yeah, I like, I like Dyer. I've known him for best part of 30 years. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I played against him when I was a wee boy at Millwall and uh, we were just young kids coming through. Uh, I didn't see him as a number one. Um, I know the players like him, so they may well feel as if that's and he was f- there with Steve Clark. Absolutely, so it's that, that continuity from yeah. Steve Clark. And they may well feel as if that's the reason why they have gone with him. But I mm-hmm. think this is a bit of a gamble when you look at you know because if the players like him and then you have three defeats on the bounce, it's actually one one in the last eleven, Alison. So yeah. Alessio was struggling. Alex is now struggling as well He's obviously got the job to the summer So he'll be looking to come back for this winter break And he's got a, tough, a couple of tough games He's obviously got Queen's Park and I think it's a cup mm-hmm. And then after directly after that you've got Celtic here So yeah. that's it's extremely difficult as well However, you know, he'll be looking for some sort of bounce Because he's, the, the caller is absolutely right Simon's right The players really need to up their game yeah. You know, there's been a lot of stuff coming out A lot said A lot kind of mischief making towards the old manager and it's time yeah. for them to start getting back to the bread and butter and start winning games. Do you understand what you're saying that Gary Holt could be the man uh-huh. that that he wants? Would Gary Holt go? And uh, then, given that they're in this situation, if they end up in the relegation battle and the worst happens, they've held on for Gary Holt. Yeah, but all, and he's all going of, to want to stay in the Scottish Premiership. Yeah, all of this is part of the gamble. Um, you know, Alec Dyer. I repeat, if Billy Bowie had wanted to give him the job on a permanent basis, he would have done so and the announcement would have been made today. Mm -hmm. But it's a holding job. And that tells me that he's got somebody else in mind. I am speculating on Gary Holt. Might not be Gary Holt at all. Absolutely, but you would think he did or you would just appoint the man you wanted right now. But the biggest part of the gamble is, um, I I don't want this guy as full-time manager, but I need him to hold the fort. Now, 
by holding the fort, he means keep us up. So, you know, the players have now got to dig in for Alec Dyer because they're on a downward spiral and only they can move it in an upward direction. What does that do for the players, though, Alex? If they think, well, this guy, Alex has been given it until the end of the season, but that means that he's not going to be the full... You know, the permanent manager Psychologically for the players What does that do? Alison, I'm not exactly sure that's the case I mm-hmm. think if Alex Dyer gets up to fifth uh, place in the league It's uh, his to Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like an addition, Hugh If he, if he goes on a decent run mm-hmm. He gets them um, up to the top five Playing against all the big guns Which obviously gets uh, decent revenue for Kamarnock Getting into the summer I'm sure he would be in pole position Because he would have done a decent job between now and then Thank you to Simon and Kilmarnock. I did mention that Rangers did put out a statement earlier today repeating its call for the introduction of VAR following yesterday's game. It's quite a lengthy statement from Managing Director Stuart Robertson. He says it's not a criticism of referees because they often have to perform under very difficult conditions. The speed at which the modern game is played means it's also extremely difficult to make split-second calls. We believe the introduction would help referees enormously and reduce the number of wrong decisions which sometimes have a dramatic effect on the outcome. In recent weeks, Rangers has suffered from errors of judgement but it's our strong view that VAR would benefit everyone and in particular the referees himself. In this month alone, December, Rangers suffered from three glaring errors in key matches against Aberdeen at Pataudry, in the League Cup final and also yesterday. Right. Hugh, was this the time for Rangers to put this out? Well, um, Is there a right time? Is there a wrong no, time? If that's how they feel, then of course they're, they're perfectly entitled to make their feelings known because Yesterday they felt there were things that could have gone differently Mm -hmm. And therefore they're striking where the the iron is hot The only experience of VAR that that we have is English football And for me, killing the game down there Is it VAR that's killing the game or is it the way that they're implementing implementing it? Well, you know, we're now coming up with Every time a goal is scored you're thinking How will they chalk that off? Mm -hmm. Uh, There's an absolute dedication to chalking things off And... Also, the length of time it's taking. You know, if you require minutes to decide whether something is offside or not, then it's clearly not obvious. Therefore, uh, the referee would have been within his rights to to give a goal and not to ask for VAR at all. Mm-hmm. With regard to specifics, when Rangers went to Petaudry, I am absolutely certain they were denied a penalty when uh, Alfredo Morelos went down and my certainty is compounded by the fact that the referee apparently apologised after the game to Steven Gerrard mm. because he realised he made a mistake at the same time Rangers had two goals of a start on Aberdeen and were pulled back to equality that particular thing is their fault um, when they played at Hamden against Celtic at one nothing, they can complain over the validity of Celtic's goal However, a couple of minutes later, they're awarded a penalty kick. Celtic are reduced to 10 men. There is one third of the game left to play. Mm-hmm. And Rangers missed the penalty and thereafter were never quite the same and lost the cup. So, yes, you can question decisions and and, mm-hmm. and actually prove your case. The penalty that wasn't given for Morelos at Petaudry was a penalty. However, there are there are other factors that go into a final result. Yeah, Alex as well. Rangers have obviously accepted the financial mm. cost 
yeah. of far, but they think that it would bring more integrity to the game. We're not cash rich here yeah. like they are down south, and we're talking over a million pounds a season to yeah. implement this just in the Scottish Premiership. Yeah, it would be expensive, Alison. Basically, what's about twenty grand a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously finances are not great In terms of the timing of it I think it's a perfect timing if, if that's what you feel Because normally you would react To losing to something we got, And then you'd put With your hands a, up yep, They're highlighting uh, it when they've won the game yes. so, so I think from that point of view Now I take Hugh's point about There's so many more factors Towards a 90 minute game If you take the three instances Regardless of what mm. out with that Now because even if you do get the penalty at Aberdeen You're not guaranteed someone's going to score it uh-huh. But you're in a better position But if you don't get it The offside decision I think most people recognise That it was offside Then yesterday The handball could have Effectively Put an end To Rangers title Aspirations If it went to 8 points Because you just don't know How it's all going to pan out And um, VAR's a bit of a nightmare Because of this offside thing That is an issue But when you're looking at For instance at Like a penalty there Which is pretty straightforward then you look at a clear handball, then you can quite easily draw that back. Because we've actually got a, a, a rule in place at the moment, Hugh, whereas a handball, uh, in theory, but you have no technology to then revisit oh. it. Because to be fair, yesterday was a difficult one to see. We should also state that the clubs uh, are involved just now in establishing the cost mm-hmm. of bringing in VAR and will be asked to vote on it. So... Rangers are right to strike where the iron is hot and make their case. The game is now investigating the cost of VAR and it will be put to the vote. Well, I think I think there was Celtic not denied a penalty against St Mirren mm-hmm. the, the other day as well or a goal the other day as well. There's instances in, in oh, every, every game that you could game, argue this so, for you know, and, and everything. There's positives and negatives, yeah, isn't there? I, I just think if you can get the, the big calls because for me some of these calls uh, are costing too much this is Clyde One at Super Scoreboard we're back after these Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors they play to win every time talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me Alison Conroy through until 8 o'clock tonight how are you pair getting on with this full time teaser Fabulous. since 1990 which players have scored in an old firm derby at Celtic Park Ibrox and Hamden I think you've got five to get Nacho Novo no Stan Petrov No Ian Durant No Wow Peter, Peter Lovenkrantz No oh. Alan Thompson No Neil McCann No Yelovich No Sinclair Yes oh. It's like bingo Yes <laughs> uh, Lee, uh, Lee Griffiths No um, I had one there I know mm. I can tell you that you're looking for Two Rangers players and two Celtic players. Hmm. We're struggling at the moment. One currently still playing regularly. For uh, their Barry team. Ferguson? No. Um, still playing at Celtic or Rangers? Yes. A, a mainstay of their team, I would say. <laughs> Scott Brown? No. <laughs> Come on, Scott Brown scored at Celtic. McGregor? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it had to be. Three to get Three to get I want to take a caller While you two Rack your brains I've got Alan and Johnson Who's a Rangers fan Hello Alan Hi there Hello What's your point? Well just a couple of quick points I I think A couple of things that Hugh said Um, He's talking about fatigue 
um, from the Celtic uh, Celtic players. I think you'll find actually Rangers have played one more game than mm-hmm. Celtic this season. That wasn't my main point. My main point is he's also saying that Celtic need to spend. Now, we're constantly getting told by the press that Celtic are superior in every way to Rangers. And even Mark Wilson, uh, one of your panellists, said yesterday, now I don't know if he was actually joking or not, he said that Greg Taylor, the, the third-choice Celtic left-back, was, was better a better player than the Croatian left-back, Borna Barisic. I think that was a call that I actually said that, to be honest. I was, was one of the callers that no, came Mark on said Wilson that. definitely said that. I've listened back to the show. Mm-hmm. And he did. He did say that that Taylor was was a better option. But I'm just wondering if if Celtic are so superior to Rangers just now, why would they need to go out and spend money? First of all, that's for sure, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, with regard to fatigue, I was answering John, the earlier caller, uh, and saying that. Celtic and Rangers both needed to get away because they had done very well in the Europa League and in terms of the domestic championship. I said that both teams needed the break because of the shift that they had put in. Both. I did not differentiate between Celtic and Rangers. Neil Lennon has mentioned fatigue a few times, but it would be unfair to use that when you're playing against Rangers who... Yeah, as Alan has pointed out, have played Celtic one more game. And, Celtic and Rangers have done magnificently well domestically and in Europe, and both need this break. Mm-hmm. Neither is more fatigued than the other one, so that's point number one. With regard to pundits and what they say, I only speak for me. Uh, you know, I get the blame for everything, but I cannot take the blame for the entire Scottish press on mass. No, I'm not blaming you. Here. <laughs> Um, Alan, I just want to pick up. You mentioned Borna Barisic because of what was said yesterday. How impressed have you been with him uh, and, and the development well, from very, the start I of think, the season to now? I think most fans always knew that the guy was a player. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you don't play for what, what was the, the World Cup finalists um, if, if, if you're rubbish, really, you know. Um, but the way he's come on to a game and the difference he's made to the team is is astounding but just to finish up on your point uh, about pundits who are always telling you that and other Rangers fans that Celtic have this terrific squad and so on and so forth the point that I am making is that if the league comes down to two games between Celtic and Rangers at the moment I think Celtic need uh, additional players uh, and that the the real problem they have is up front where it's Edward or nothing at all and, uh, you know, he is only human. He might get injured. He might lose form. He might get suspended. Uh, and if that happens, Celtic are in trouble because there's nobody else. And that's why they need somebody in the January window. And I think Rangers have proved at Hamden and at uh, Celtic Park yesterday uh, that very strong and they look physically stronger than Celtic. Yeah, well, I, I don't think we need anybody, to be honest. I don't know, I can't speak for Celtic, um, but as, as a Rangers fan, I don't think we need... I think we've got Celtic's number. I think you could tell yesterday that the players on the park knew that they had their number, uh, which reminded me of the, the times players... When we had players like when Alberts, Goff, all that walked out on the park, they knew they could beat Celtic. And I think them players knew that yesterday. I don't think we're quite at the stage yet where, I mean, there was a, a real imbalance between Celtic and Rangers at that time. That was Rangers nine in a row. And uh, you're right, Alberts and Loudrop and Gascoigne and all the rest of it. There was a real imbalance. We're not at that stage, but Celtic 
Should be mindful Of the fact that Steven Gerrard is building An ever stronger Rangers side And at the moment Even the Celtic captain And the Celtic manager Admit that the The heat is on Thank you to Alan and Johnson. Now, you can always rely on Twitter to pick these things up. Yes, Rangers have played more games, but Celtic have got more international players. So L- listen, just they, they, are equally, yeah. they are equally tired. They are equally in need of this camp, which, as Alec has pointed out... I don't think they'll get much rest at this camp, though. No, it'll not be about pina coladas by the pool. <laughs> this will nice. This will be about getting your work done. But as everyone knows, we live in darkness and rain most of the year. Uh, it's always nicer to go your holidays and to have the sun in your back, and that's all they're doing. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're doing their work, but the sun is shining. And for um, Odson Edward and Olivier and Sham and and uh, several players at Rangers, they'll be thinking, "Oh, the sun!" <laughs> right? How are you getting on with these three three players? That you you still have to have give to us a, a thing, me Alison, of maybe a. Period of time or something right. just to you know refresh. You've the got two Rangers players, yes, and one Celtic and yeah. one Celtic player. So one of the Rangers players was the late nineties, early noughties. Mm. Uh, De Boer, nope. Uh, Avalazzi, no. Russell, no. In fact, both the Rangers players played at the same time, late. Late nineties into the very very Marco Negri. early noughties. Nope, nope. One is German. Alberts. Well done. <laughs> one, one, one is English. Yes. One is English. Uh, Mark yes. Waters. Nope. Um, Trevor Stephen. Nope. He played from ninety eight to two thousand and one. If that helps you at all. Ninety eight to two thousand and one, Hugh. Born in Lewisham, if that helps you even more. I'm really struggling to Rod give you many. Well done. Shock. Shock. <laughs> so you've got one to get. You've got a Celtic player to get. And that was... Um, he played during the noughties. Martin O'Neill, his era. Yes. Um, 2004. He's joined. Yes, that would have been uh, Robbie Keane. No. Janino. No. Uh racking your brains here I come am, on yes. come on I'm, I'm, I'll list him. you've got it come on he's 33 at the moment so he's not an old player is he still so, a young boy uh, it would have been he's McGeady. still playing yes oh. well done Mulpal McGeady I have to say you dug deep the pair of you and you managed managed just to about get there. Yeah, so well done we always get there you don't we oh, yeah. although Twitter is telling me that apparently we got Martin Burns apparently Twitter is telling me that Durant did Listen, score I, 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 all three I, I would imagine he did we'll have to have a word with the producer Andy he sometimes gets it wrong it's not Andy's fault it was Martin Burns fault he emailed in with it so <laughs> producer Andy in this instance it's, is it's off clear. Brilliant. well it has been a quick show tonight thank you to everyone who called in tonight Gordon Duncan is back tomorrow night and he will be joined by Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Callum Gallagher is up next
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.